Are you the hardcore bibliophile of your friend group? Do you wish you could discuss books all day long? Then tune into the Book Nerds podcast and immerse yourself in the world of books. From author interviews, book club meetups to in-depth book reviews and discussions. This is your one-stop shop for all things books. Happy reading. Hello book nerds, welcome to the Book Nerds podcast. This is the last episode of 2020, a much hated year, I know, uh, but you know, we are looking forward to much more positivity in 2021 and today we are going to discuss our favorite reads of 2020. I have with me the entire Book Nerds team. It's the Book Nerds assembled today. So we have with us uh, Vidushi, we uh shubhi and swetha hi guys how are you hi good that this year is ending yeah <laughs> quite eager for 2021 to begin great so uh as i told you guys earlier that uh, today we are going to pick up five books each and the order is going to be like the least favorite to the most favorite although a disclaimer here that uh, you know we have read a lot of books this year but uh, we are going to talk about just five it doesn't mean that we didn't love the others just you know we have time for these many so let's get right into it and uh, before we get into the list uh, let's talk about uh, 2020 uh, it has been a hard year actually for the book industry uh, and uh, a lot of independent bookstores have been struggling uh, because of the pandemic and it's quite sad so i would request uh, everyone out there who is listening to the podcast to support these independent bookstores uh, all across the globe and uh, i would like to ask uh, the guys that uh, what do you feel about 2020 you know i have noticed like bookstores and all the regional bookstores in my area they like they look so lonely right now like after the quarantine like most of them have lost all of the popular books that used to stay on the shelves and they just look isolated and i feel so bad because i want to go inside but i also don't because i'm very scared of the corona virus and the second thing i think i noticed the most was that this year has made me even more eager for the next year because all my favorite authors they have started making up the next books of the series that i'm waiting for and the next year is going to bring all of them and that's made me super excited so i'm very very grateful this year is ending ha agar kitabo ki baat kare is saal to mujhe lagta hai ki hindi ki kitabein to aise hi thodi mushkil hoti hain matlab log लोगों को खरीद के पढ़ना क्योंकि लोग इतना उसमें रुचि नहीं दिखाते हैं तो मेरे हिसाब से इस साल और भी ज्यादा बुरा रहा क्योंकि किताबें जनरली लोग खरीदते हैं अगर पुराने हिंदी किताबें पुराने लेखकों की किताबें तो वो बुक फेयर वगैरह से खरीदते हैं तो इस तरह का कोई भी इवेंट मेरे हिसाब से दिल्ली बुक फेयर के बाद से नहीं हुआ क्योंकि हम मार्च के बाद से इस कोरोना महामारी की वजह से काफी जूझ रहे और इसका इफेक्ट मेरे को लगता है कि नेक्स्ट ईयर भी जो दिल्ली बुक फेयर जो जनवरी के टाइम में होता है 
क्योंकि जैसे स्टेट वाइज भी बुक फेयर ऑर्गेनाइज होते हैं लाइक जबलपुर में होता है फिर झांसी में होता है पटना में होता है तो दिल्ली बुक फेयर के बाद मैंने ना इस साल तो ऐसा कुछ भी नहीं सुना और नेक्स्ट ईयर भी नहीं हो तो ये थोड़ा सा मुश्किल है जो हिंदी किताबों के लिए या अंग्रेजी के अलावा और भी किताबें जो लोग ज्यादातर बुक फेयर में जाके खरीदते हैं सो या आई अग्री विद ऑल ऑफ यू दैट कोविड नाइनटीन हैज रियली हिट दी बुक पब्लिशिंग इंडस्ट्री दी लोकल बुक स्टोर एज वेल and it has happened in unimaginable ways we could never have imagined that something like this would happen but yes i think many bookstores many publishing houses they are now overcoming and uh, since the lockdown has um, ended there has been a rise uh, i guess in um, the publishing uh, industries new books are coming and if i tell about my personal experience then as soon as the lockdown got over and i stepped out of the house bookstore was the first thing that i visited and yes even during the lockdown when i was um, ordering some necessities i used to you know try to add some books in my cart as well because this lockdown period has really forced me into reading because you are not going out so and how much you are going to watch tv or be on social media so reading has been my refuge and i think uh, others may agree with it as well so reading was very important part of me i completed a lot of my to be reads books that were there in my shelf and i ordered some new one as well and even if you were not going to the bookstores i think there is a quite a hike that we have uh, seen in the online book shopping yeah well uh, should be you are completely right that online the books have sold like cakes because uh, you know everybody was inside and they were ordering online and that there lies the problem right because uh, the independent bookstores they were not equipped to you know suddenly right. pivot and mm-hmm. uh, they were taken by surprise and by the time they managed to do that be more technically adept uh, the lockdown was over and they had already suffered so uh, you know it's a learning curve for the industry also uh, which has mostly been you know very non technical so i think mm. there lies a learning also with all this trouble anyways let's get into the fun part of today's podcast and uh, of course things are looking up now as should be already mentioned and uh, we are going to go as i told you we are going to do least favorite first and then our most favorite book of the year let's start with uh, vidushi and uh, tell us vidushi which is your least favorite book of book of uh, the year and out of the top 5 that you have picked okay so first of all i don't think i have ever taken this much time to assemble a list of books especially not to arrange them in a sequence like this took me 
a long time i'm not exactly sure why but yeah so my least favorite book out of my five favorite books for this year is metamorphosis <laughs> by uh, franz kafka and it was an amazing book in a way that i'm not sure how to convey like it's a pretty thin book okay like it's a kind of thin book i wouldn't want to throw at someone you know because it wouldn't have any weight but it's like in 99 pages it tells a story about a man who transforms into a bug i repeat a man who becomes a life sized human bug and as i said out loud i realize that i sound insane but <laughs> it's a classical fiction and we don't judge classical fiction because old people have feelings too so metamorphosis is a book that revolves around the themes of alienation and disillusionment and existentialism but that's not why i bought the book i bought the book because i thought hmm what would it like be like to be a bug and would the bug instincts like kick in like at the first sign and would he just start eating the human beings that are around him start tearing about his family <laughs> or what is going to happen and i just wanted to know how violent this book was going to be spoiler alert it's not as violent as it sounds but oh well but as soon as i started actually getting into the book i quickly realized how those the <clears throat> how those themes worked like the protagonist of the story he was alienated even before he became bug the metamorphosis was just like a mild distraction a mild inconvenience in his life he wasn't even faced by it the most he wanted to do after he became a bug was go to his office like how dedicated do you have to be to want that <laughs> but the book it does such a brilliant job at normalizing the bug part and at the same time heightening the daily struggles of normal people which i guess is why it's such a classic and it's a completely thought provoking book and a must read great uh, pick vidushi i must say kafka of course we can't argue with that uh, so let's go to um, shweta uh, next what's your first pick shweta i mean the worst out of the lot kyunki main hindi ki kitabe zyada padhti hu to socha maine ki thoda urdu pe bhi haath saaf kiya jaye lekin urdu pe haath tang hai to isliye john elia ek अजब गजब शायर इस किताब को मुंतजर फिरोजाबादी ने लिखा है और इसको मैं अपना लीस्ट फेवरेट मानती हूँ क्योंकि इस किताब को पढ़ने में मुझे बहुत मशक्कत करनी पड़ी क्योंकि इसके लफ्ज जो थे उसको समझने में थोड़ी मुश्किल हुई बट लेकिन अगर आपको जॉन एलिया और उनकी शायरी उनके गजलों को एक साथ जानना और समझना चाहते हैं तो ये एक बहुत बेहतरीन किताब है so this is already turning out to be a very eclectic list i must say and the wrap up uh, is already sounding very exciting because we have we have kafka on one hand and then we have john <laughs> alia on the other hand 
Shubhi, tell us about your pick. Before I dive into my list, I think I will show a little gratitude to all the books that we have uh, listed here today. Because these books have been a refuge in the pandemic time and they have comforted us in one way or another while we were reading them during the period uh, which is, you know, supposed to be one of the most difficult phases of our lives. And yes, if I talk about my list then I would talk about the fifth one uh, in the five favorite books of 2020 that I have read and it will be The Sun and Her Flowers by Rupi Kaur. So this was published in 2017, but I got my hands on it this year. And it's a collection of uh, poetry, which has divided into five chapters. And it is basically talking about um, growth and healing. Uh, everyone, they've, uh, you know, they come across difficult uh, situations, phases in their lives. But what all matters is that how you overcome them and the growth that happens, healing that takes place. And as I said, the book is divided into five chapters and I love the titles that have been given. It's like um, wilting, falling, rooting, rising, blooming, all related with the journey, with the life cycle of a flower. And it's an um, amazing collection of uh, poetries by Rupi Kaur. Undoubtedly, we all can expect uh, something phenomenal from her. And I would like to quote uh, one of the, um, I would like to quote from one of the poem where she says, a lot of times we are angry at other people for not doing what we should have done for ourselves. Another one I would uh, like to quote here, which is definitely one of the favorites. I stand on the sacrifices of a million women before me, thinking, what can I do to make this mountain taller so the woman after me can see farther? And it has been titled as Legacy. That's so, that's so rupee core of her, actually. Because, <laughs> especially the first one. Uh, I mean, the second one was quite uh, profound. Uh, the first one was actually, you know, so rupikar. I would completely expect uh, that to come out of her mouth uh, in one of her spoken words, especially. Great pick, uh, Shubhi. Uh, so let me tell you uh, about my least favorite book, although I shouldn't call it that. I mean, why am I saying it that way? But uh, out of the five, I, I love this book by Alan Rosling. It's called Boom Country. Uh, the new wave of Indian enterprise. And I mean, out of the five, I picked three nonfiction. So it completely, com it completely tells you about my reading tastes. In Boom Country, uh, Alan Rosling, who of course is an entrepreneur and strategic advisor uh, in India for over 35 years, he has uh, worked with the top professionals of uh, the business landscape and uh, including the Tatas, of course. He... Uh, writes in this book about the changing landscape how, on how, you know, entrepreneurship is taken more seriously in India now. And uh, so uh, my favorite part of this book was, of course, there are so many big names in this book, including the Vijay Shekhar Sharmas of Paytm and, you know, the Flipkart guys and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But my favorite part, because this, uh, I love books. So this was, about uh, Sanjoy Roy, who is the founder of Jaipur Lit Fest. And uh, so he writes, Alan writes uh, in, a, in the chapter, 
a unique feature of Teamwork Arts. So Teamwork Arts is the company of uh, Sanjoy Roy, who does the, who organizes the Jaipulit Fest. A unique feature of Teamwork Arts is that it is now PE-backed by Ambit Pragma, who invested $10 million in 2013. As usual, Sanjoy is self-deprecating in describing how this came about. I get a call, somebody whom I knew, who said these people are trying to get through to you. Can you please take the call? I said, I have an hour. I was flying to Australia or somewhere, but I've got an hour, meet me at the Taj. I thought they wanted to understand the industry, so I gave them an overview. At the end of the hour, I had to leave for the airport. And they said, the reason we have come to see you is because we want to invest in teamwork. So I laughed and I said, you must be crazy because we are an arts company and we do not do weddings and events and there is no exit nor any money. So this was a part which really, you know, uh, stuck with me because uh, uh, Lit Fest being the kind of festival it is, uh, the flagship fest, literary festival of the world, you know, Sanjoy is uh, shown in such, you know, humble light and uh, only Alan could have, you know, described him in that manner. Uh, so, yeah, I love this part of the book. Okay, Vidushi, uh, so what's next on your list of favorite books of 2020? Okay, moving on to my next second least favorite book of my top five favorite books is <laughs> Imagine Me by Teria Mafi. Okay, I love this series. I cannot stop raving. I'm I'm so sorry. This is just going to be a rant of me just praising this book. And the only reason why this book isn't higher up on the list is because I don't like this particular book in the series. Like I love the predecessors of this book and the first three books of the series much, much more than this book. But that's the only reason. Otherwise, this whole series, best series I've ever read. <laughs> okay, so Imagine Me is part of Shatter Me, which is a series of six books. The first three belong to Shatter Me and the next three to its uh, sequel series. And Imagine Me is part of the sequel series and it's the last book in the series, which is very confusing. I understand, but you'll know when you fangirl about it. And the only way I can begin to explain about this book is if George Orwell's 1984 and the X-Men had a baby. Like that baby <laughs> would be this book. <laughs> that's so that's, weird. That's the only way I can explain it. Like it'd be like the world from 1984 with the whole dystopia and everything with a bunch of big brothers for every continent and handling that. And then mutant children who just don't want to follow the rules. That's it. That's this entire book. Like there are a lot of things I can talk about <laughs> because this book is so very amazing. It's a dystopia thriller, young adult book, completely mind blowing. And there are so many things I can talk about. I can talk about its world building, the writing style, even the themes of this book are so great. But I want to talk about the characters of this books and most importantly, how the author has portrayed her characters. I have never read such well-established characters in YA, like till date. 
like the growth of these characters is so beautiful to witness like a lot of the books they just have this one massive event happen to their main characters and then the main character just realizes oh i need to be good now i'll be good from now on and that's just it that's the whole change in their personality and their character arcs but in these books the character arcs they are so wonderfully explored and it's just it makes me so happy that why is finally transforming into what its potential can be hail why industry yes you are such a why specialist on the team now because <laughs> you have been reading so many of them uh, so this yeah. year has changed my outlook on books i am telling you just why books are awesome. just my heart now awesome shweta what's next from you uh the next book is uh, the tatas uh, how a family built a business and a nation uh, though uh, i love reading hindi novels but uh, this is the first english book of this year i have read or basically uh, this book is a translation of the marathi book tatayan uh, which is written by uh, girish kubeer और इस किताब में आपको टाटा की पूरी जर्नी मिलती है और आपको पता चलता है कि कैसे इस जो ये इंटायर बिजनेस फैमिली है इसने ना सिर्फ एक बिजनेस स्टैब्लिश किया बल्कि एक नेशन को भी जो हमारा नेशन जो इंडिया है उसको कैसे काफी ऊपर तक लेकर गए और इसमें आपको पता चलता है कुछ ऐसी बातें टाटास के बारे में जो हम जनरली नहीं जानते हैं लाइक एक बार एक बार जमशेद जी टाटा नोबेल प्राइज की नोबेल प्राइज जो है उसके एडवाइजरी बोर्ड में भी रह चुके हैं और फिर ये पूरी बुक जो है 163 पेजेस की है और ये यंग शेरवान जी टाटा से लेकर एन चंद्रशेखरन तक की पूरी जर्नी आपको बताती है बहुत कम लोगों को पता है कि ये टाटाज ही थे जिन जो सिल्क को मैसूर लेकर गए थे उनकी वजह से ये सिल्क जो है मैसूर से पूरे इंडिया पूरे वर्ल्ड में फेमस हुआ मैं मानती हूँ कि हर किसी को पढ़नी चाहिए क्योंकि एक ऐसी इंडस्ट्री और ऐसे लोगों के बारे में जानना बहुत जरूरी है जो और ये किताब जो है ये टाटा जो इंडस्ट्री है इसके ह्यूमन साइड की स्टोरी कहती है और इस बुक को पढ़ने के बाद आपको एक ही कंक्लूजन मिलता है दैट की आपको कौन सी चीज इमोटल बनाती है वो आपके वैल्यूज और प्रिंसिपल्स है जिनपे टाटा हमेशा अटल रही है और अडिग रही है राइट श्वेता इनफैक्ट इवन इन दिस बुक बूम कंट्री विच आई टॉक्ट अबाउट अर्लियर बाय एलन रॉस्लिंग बिकॉज एलन हैज वर्क वेरी क्लोजली विद द टाटाज एंड स्पेशली रतन टाटा ही नेरेट्स इन वन ऑफ द सीन्स फ्रॉम द बुक दैट एलन हैड जस्ट प्रेजेंटेड some proposal to uh, this board and uh, in you know replying to this proposal ratan tata said that it might be the uh, you know best thing to do but it is not the right thing to do so it the tatas have always been you know very morally sound and that is why they are they have that longevity Uh, so you are completely right that uh, and i would love to read this book to you know know more about them shubhi what do you have for us yes so my next pick is a man from mandu by manoj jain 
And this has been really an interesting read for me. The book tells the story of a simple guy from a place called Mandu in India. And by some chance and by luck, he meets uh, Tarini and her friend Polony. And because of a bet, they like lives of these people, it's completely changed as um, this uh, Simple guy from Mandu is soon uh, to become Avishkar Baba, who will get popular on social media as a sadhu of stories. So the interesting part about this, um, you know, a simple guy turned uh, spiritual guide is that the sermons he gives is actually just in the form of a story. And the story, it has a lesson uh, hidden in it. And the audience, the people who are following the Baba would get some kind of guidance out of it. And these stories, they have made the book more interesting. The story is interesting in itself because uh, you get to know that this uh, simple man, Dhaval, who turned into Avishkar Baba, is he a con man? Or he is someone who really became a spiritual guide over the period of time. So for that, you got to read the book. But this is really a very easy and very light book if you want to read it uh, you know, while traveling or uh, if you are having some reading block and you want to read something very easy and breezy, then this is a really good one. And I think should be, uh, I think it is a surprise package of the year for me also. Yes. Because I have also read the book. And in fact, mm-hmm. I would like to tell whoever is listening uh, that they can check out our editorial book discussion on our Facebook page at uh, D Book Nerds uh, because uh, we have, you know, delved in so much of detail. uh, So you can Mm -hmm. check our editorial book discussion there. But, uh, you know, it was a complete surprise package. The language is simple, uh, almost too simple for me, but uh, I suppose the story needed it and it would reach out to more people in that manner. Mm -hmm. You know, to a person a reader who doesn't even like spiritual books like these like I absolutely hate those self-help books that talk about oh you should do this and your life will become so 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 good like if you don't don't want all preaching and all yeah yeah this book it in the form of short stories it gives these sermons and they are so effective and they're so worthwhile to read it's smart preaching yeah it's very smart it it doesn't (laughs) it's not a very you type of teaching that you need to do this more like hey these are two people they did this you can do whatever you want you can follow them or you can not like yeah it's amazing i love that actually it was pretty objective in the treatment you know Mm -hmm. so i kind of very matter of fact in fact right Mm. So yeah, let me uh, go to my next uh, uh, recommendation of the year. And uh, my pick would be uh, 1984 by Pav Singh. And it is not the 1984 from Orwell. (laughs) No, not that one. But you know what? Uh, The complete name is India's Guilty Secret, 1984. And uh, it's about the pogrom that happened in 1984 against the Sikh community in India. And uh, much of it has not been covered in many books. Uh, It has been kept away from the history books, especially because, you know, nobody wants trouble 
in this world uh, <laughs> and especially in our country so uh, you know it was quite a revelation uh, while reading this book did you know that in 1984 there were like several thousand rapes in northern india and none of the rapists have been prosecuted have been you know convicted leave alone prosecuted so you know that has happened and nobody gives a damn can you imagine that happening ever nobody ever does give a damn like i don't i haven't seen anyone ever give a damn about stuff like this they just push it under the rugs this is why this book exists and this is like you know there were there were several gang rapes you know organized gang rapes happening so it's amazing how that can happen in a country and there are no repercussions and it was kind of it was a i would say it in a very good way it was a sickening read and it has not left me even now it has been more than a month now since i have read this one and it has not left me uh and again it's non fiction as uh, from me yeah but, it's uh, the kind <laughs> it's the kind of book that you're grateful that it actually dwells deep into all the secrets and the stuff you don't really want to read about but it does tell the true story so the author yeah. also the author spent one year you know researching about this in northern india uh, he did a bunch of interviews and came out with an entire research and then converted it into a book so it is quite authentic in most ways i mean you can't it call it authentic uh, completely but uh, uh, i felt that it was pretty accurate at least yeah and even if you don't like non fiction and you are more of a fiction lover but still such books should be included in our list if we really want to know about society or what's happening around us or the history and to get a clearer picture of the events that have unfolded in the past we'll go into a break and uh, be right back to the book nerds podcast hello book nerds welcome back to the book nerds podcast great so uh, let's go to our next pick uh, and we have to go to vidushi again uh, what's next vidushi here i am with my mid tier book which is origin and mid tier i say because i actually have no idea how i feel about it like it is one of my favorite But I'm not wrong. Not you did really... a reading vlog on this earlier this year. Yes, I was gonna talk about that just now. Like, <laughs> I did a reading vlog for it, which was I think one of my first reading vlogs that I ever did. And you should all definitely check out. And it's on the Book Nerds Instagram page, I think, and also on the Facebook page. So you should check it out because it was amazing and it was a very fun read. Not my favorite Dan Brown book, but also. like not my least favorite it's somewhere in the middle which is why it's mid tier it's just there but yeah okay so origin is a mystery thriller about a super rich super young famous dude who makes predictions for a living this is why he's famous he just predicts stuff will happen and people are like yeah you predicted stuff and in the book he makes a prediction that is going to destroy god like something is going to happen that will destroy god or rather the concept of god and now everyone is just freaking out so i know as i say it out loud that this plot sounds very sketchy and totally made up but 
it's totally true this is exactly what happens like the whole book is about uh, the protagonist robert langdon trying to fi- figure out what happens because everyone freaked out so much that one of the people killed the guy who was going to make the production uh, the prediction and so now they have to figure out the prediction so that they can tell it to the world amazing storyline are, story they, line are there are there any jumpy moments like the original uh, book was it the original book where there is a a cut off hand found in the middle of oh my god the, oh ho, 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 i oh, know oh. which one you're talking about <laughs> is it the first part i don't remember exactly i think it was the dalchi okay. code was it uh, no 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 it was in the law symbol the law symbol yeah the law symbol oh the my god symbol. that is my that is my favorite dan brown book <laughs> why are you putting me on this path i will not stop talking about the, no, the i was just i was just wondering whether it has got the same kind of jump no no moments. see um oh yeah some of them are there see this is what i was going to further elaborate that, that like this book why it's in my favorites is because there are like you have an original idea right but that doesn't mean that for a book an original idea and a completely new idea is what is going to sell that book and what is going to make it great it's for an author to decide how they want to tell that story even if it's a completely washed up story a completely recycled plot that how they're wanting to tell that story that's going to make it so awesome dan brown his books have those special elements that make his stories so amazing like halfway through i knew what the plot was going to be of this book okay i already knew what the prediction was going to be at the end but i still read it because it had those jumpy moments exactly like you said the cut off hand which you're giving away a spoiler do you oh, know what you've done <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't know <laughs> i mean but if yeah. you haven't read uh, that book yet i mean you are not even a reader come on <laughs> true enough true enough dan everyone should read dan down oh my god he just has these elements in his book that are so brilliant and they're so unique like you don't expect them to be there and they just are and that's what makes books so great so origin was somewhere there in the favorites not sure where though great great swetha i i hope that the next one is in hindi <laughs> because we have too many english books on the menu already हाँ अगली किताब जो है वो अमृता प्रीतम की आत्मकथा है रसीदी टिकट और अमृता प्रीतम का पूरा जीवन जो रहा वो मतलब काफी चर्चा का विषय रहा चाहे उनकी पर्सनल लाइफ हो उनका साहिर लुधियानवी के साथ जो रिश्ता रहा हो उनका जो इमरोह के साथ जो रिश्ता रहा हो तो ये जो कुछ भी था उस जमाने के लिए काफी विवादित और चर्चा का विषय रहा लेकिन अमृता ने कभी भी उन चीजों से अपने आप को ऐसा नहीं था कि उन चीजों से पीछे हटी उन्होंने उन सारी चीजों को एक्सेप्ट किया तो अमृता प्रीतम को पढ़ना अपने आप में एक अलग ही अनुभव रहा और अगर आपको अमृता प्रीतम की पूरी जीवनी समझनी है तो रसीदी टिकट बहुत अच्छी किताब है और हालांकि उनकी आत्मकथा है तो ऑब्वियसली आप तो इस किताब के जरिए उनके बारे में सब कुछ जान जाएंगे और मैंने इस किताब के बारे में एक बात सुनी है कि एक जमाना ऐसा भी था कि जब पढ़ी लिखी लड़कियां रसीदी टिकट को अपने सिरहाने रख के सोती थी क्योंकि अच्छा। पूरी तरह अमृत 
अंकिता प्रीतम की कॉपी करना चाहती थी जैसे बाल रखती थी इट वॉज लाइक राजेश राजेश खन्ना इन दीज राइट एक्टर्स लाइक एलविस प्रेसली एंड स्टफ पीपल लव टू यू नो कॉपी देम स्टफ लाइक दैट हाँ हाँ उनको मतलब बहुत फैसिनेटिंग लगता था कि अमृता प्रीतम कैसी रहती है उनको कॉपी करना तो और इस किताब की मैं आपको एक अपनी फेवरेट लाइन बताना चाहती हूँ जिसमें ना इस लाइन को पढ़ के एक चीज समझ में आती है कि बेटी होना उस जमाने में कितना बड़ा दुख था अमृता प्रीतम लिखती हैं कि उनके पिता के लिए उन्हें लगता था अपना अस्तित्व एक ही समय में चाहा और अनचाहा लगता था काफी रदीफ का हिसाब समझाकर मेरे पिता ने चाहा था मैं लिखूं लिखती रही मेरा ख्याल है पिता की नजर में मैं जितनी भी अनचाही थी वह भी चाही बनने के लिए दैट मीन्स की अमृता प्रीतम ने लिखना इसलिए शुरू किया क्योंकि उनके पिता चाहते थे वो लिखे और अपने पिता के लिए वो चाही बनने के लिए वो लिखती थी कि पिता उन्हें स्वीकार करें एक बेटी के तौर पे तो ये ये जो लाइंस है इसने ना मेरे दिल को बहुत मतलब बहुत छुआ कि मतलब बेटी होना अपने आप में कितना बड़ा कितना बड़ा दुख है तो ये किताब बट शी वाज प्रीटी लकी बिकॉज़ आई वाज टॉकिंग टू सम लोकल uh she is uh, no more but she told me that you know she in back in the 50s and 60s um she was prevented from writing you know she she was told you can't write so that also used to happen in several households uh so i don't know uh, strange times maine bhi is saal amrita pritam ki kitab padhi meri priya kahaniyan और जैसा श्वेता ने कहा ना कि अमृता प्रीतम को पढ़ना अपने आप में ही एक बहुत अलग अनुभव होता है जो मैंने महसूस किया जब मैं उनकी कहानियां पढ़ रही थी जो उन्होंने खुद चुनकर उस बुक में जो है कलेक्शन के तौर पे कंपाइल की थी और हर एक कहानी पूरी होने के बाद आपके दिल तक इतनी गहराई तक पहुँचती है कि जिस तरह से रोहन ने बात करी थी आ, 1984 बुक के बारे में कि वो उनको छोड़ नहीं रही है वो किताब जबकि उसे पढ़े हुए इतना लंबा अरसा हो चुका हो आ, उसी तरह से मुझे अमृता प्रीतम की कहानियों के साथ महसूस हो रहा है कि वो कहानियां मुझे छोड़ नहीं रही हैं जबकि वो किताब मैंने साल के शुरुआत में पढ़ी थी पर वो कहानियां मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि ताउम्र मेरे साथ रहने वाली है I think my next year's resolution has to be read more books in regional languages, uh, because I feel left out of this discussion. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Yeah, so let's. Uh, should we? What's next from you? Yes. So my next pick is Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman, and yes, like Vidushi, uh, picked one book from her <laughs> reading blog. I have also done a reading blog on this. and it was pretty amazing reading the book shooting it as well and the book is like the title goes it's a collection of stories about norse gods and goddesses which have been inspired by the ancient um, mythology and i would really uh, appreciate the work gaiman has done here because he has added his own element but have um, Uh, done great job as he's staying uh, as he's staying very true to the myths that are originally there and yes there are many gods and goddesses that have been mentioned but the um, very popular ones are odin thor and loki 
and uh, like Gaiman is also talking about the nine worlds. Is talking about a different um, kind of creatures uh, who dwell there: the dwarves, the giants, gods, obviously. And yes, he's also talking about the Ragnarok. And I think anyone who is interested in mythology should definitely give it a chance. I think anyone next time. Who's- I think next time you visit me, just bring the book along. I have to read oh, this one. Oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and it is very uh, convenient to read it because it's in um, different, different sections. It's in it's a collection of short stories. So even if you want to just uh, pick it one day and read one story, then also it's amazing to go. I'll be it. reading it for Loki. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think Marvel fans are going to be here just for the Thor part. Yes, yes. I think after reading this book, now if I'm going to go and watch the movies, it's going to be with a different perspective and I am going to enjoy them a lot more. Wonderful. So <laughs> let me uh, tell you about my uh, next pick and uh, that would be the 117 story Treehouse and it's a children's book, if you can call it that, by Andy Griffiths and Terry Denton. Uh, Terry Denton is the illustrator. And this is an international best-selling book. And I discovered it this year itself. Uh, this is the story. I mean, there are lots of... This is, the, this is an entire series, okay? So it's called the Treehouse series. And there is, this is, there is Andy and there is Terry, two friends. And there is Jill. So there are three people always in the Treehouse series. And then some other characters. But uh, they live in a treehouse which was so amazing when I first, uh, you know, read the back cover and I was like, they live in a treehouse. That must be so much fun, you know. So uh, they live in the world's coolest treehouse. And, you know, this time around in the 117 uh, treehouse series, they have, a, they have several new sections in the treehouse. So there's a giant robot fighting arena in the treehouse there is an underpants mm. museum in the treehouse and there is an added the door of doom okay and mm. you never enter the door of doom okay so it oh this, book, this this book was so much fun you know i i love reading children books i don't know why <laughs> but uh, so there is this chapter in this book where terry is arguing with uh, andy that he wants to write a story for a change. Usually Andy is the one who's writing always, telling stories. He's the narrator. But Terry is saying that I will write the story. So this is chapter three and it's called Terry's Dumb Dot Story. So it goes like this. Once upon a time, so he's starting to narrate the story. Once upon a time, there was a dot. And the dot was all alone. But then along came another dot. So then there were two dots. And the dots fell in love. And had baby dots. Soon there were lots of dots. Lots and lots of dots. So in the illustration, the dots are increasing. Okay, I can't show Mm -hmm. on the podcast. But I'm Mm -hmm. trying to give you a visualization. (laughs) Lots and lots and lots of dots. And it goes on like this. And this is an entire chapter. And it is so much fun. This is, <laughs> this is, a, new, this is a new format that I discovered this year. And I would love it. I think I, uh, everybody should read this book. It is, 
completely different from other children books i have read and uh, it's great for of course children but uh, it's I a think- children book but it goes with the philosophy that what is there is not there <laughs> yeah yeah truly because because you know uh, writing is not easy and what terry is trying to do is acting he's trying to act over smart okay that he can also write <laughs> and that that goes for many of the newbie writers also they think that they can write you know so <laughs> so it's kind Man, of I've, i have never shipped two dots before but i love it i i so want to read this oh my god and it's completely so illustrated so i hope that there are 116 versions of this like from before this book i want to read are. all of them of course there are so they keep adding you know uh, uh, stories to the tree house and there is a new version coming up so already i think so they have added stories and there is uh, the latest, latest version is already out so you know it's called 130 something you know story tree house <laughs> it's such a fun series and uh, yeah the uh, the author is australian so you know australians are famous for their humor anyways <laughs> so it's quite a fun read this year especially because of the situation we were in so love the book okay vidushi uh, so let's get to the penultimate pick uh, of 2020 from you yes i i honestly couldn't decide which one was going to be my second favorite and which one was going to be my most favorite book of the year but then i really looked into my heart and i decided so my penultimate or second favorite book of the year is animal farm by george orwell i finally got around to reading it i mean this is the kind of book that everyone already knows about like you've either read the book or you've seen an animated ad- adaptation of the book or you've just heard about it from your friends but you know it exists right so animal farm is an allegorical novella about a group of farm animals who rebel against their human master hoping to create a society where animals can be free and equal spoiler alert that doesn't happen because reality is fake guess what okay so but there are just so many points in this book that capture just the reality so perfectly they capture everything that we love and hate about life so amazingly that it like this book is what i would depict humanity as it's it's about farm animals and it shows humanity in the best way possible it's the best example if there ever was the book portrays the corruption of socialist ideals in the soviet union the dangers of naive working class and the blatant abuse of language and power and there's so much to um, unpack in this book even beyond that the more times you read this book you'll realize how truly fa- fractured our world is and how essential it is for us to know which side we need to choose and this is exactly why i chose this as my second favorite book because oh my god i cannot handle after 2020 being such a wreck for this to read this book and realize that my world is even worse than it actually is 
just i'm so done <laughs> so i i don't think so that was a good pick for 2020 just like me because <laughs> it i wasn't <laughs> i picked a lot of you know non fiction and like dark books uh, but uh, some of them i haven't mentioned of course in on the list uh, but uh, yeah shweta uh, what's up from you मेरी अगली दोनों किताबें निर्मल वर्मा की हैं और ये जो किताब है मेरी प्रिय कहानियाँ इसमें निर्मल वर्मा की कुछ चुनिंदा कहानियों का संग्रह है और जब मैंने इस किताब को पढ़ा तो ऐसा लगा कि कितना जादुई लिखते हैं निर्मल वर्मा ऐसा लगता है जैसे उन्होंने आपको आईना दिखा दिया हो मतलब आप जो सोच रहे हैं वही उन्होंने बस शब्दों में और एक किताब में डालकर आपके सामने रख दिया है और निर्मल वर्मा को मैंने पहली बार पढ़ा और इस एक्चुअली ये किताब भी मैंने दिल्ली बुक फेयर से ली थी और इस किताब को खरीदने का मेरा कोई भी ऐसा इंटेंशन नहीं था जब मैंने इस किताब को उठाया था राजपाल एंड सन्स के बुक स्टॉल से तो मैंने सोचा कि निर्मल वर्मा को पढ़ना चाहिए या नहीं पढ़ना चाहिए क्योंकि ना हमेशा मैंने लोगों से सुना था कि निर्मल वर्मा बस ऐसा एक बिंब तैयार करके रख देते हैं उनमें कोई कथानक नहीं होता कोई स्टोरी नहीं होता फिर मैंने सोचा कि एक तो कोशिश करते हैं निर्मल वर्मा को पढ़ने की और जब मैंने और ये किताब ना काफी टाइम तक ऐसी पढ़ी रही लेकिन इस पैंडेमिक में जब मेरे पास काफी वक्त था तो मैंने सोचा कि चलो इसी किताब की शुरुआत करते हैं तो फिर मैंने इसकी कहानियाँ पढ़नी शुरू की और यकीन नहीं मानेंगे आप कि ये इसकी कहानी इतनी जादुई है और मेरी जो सबसे पसंदीदा कहानी है वो है जलती झाड़ी जलती झाड़ी एक ऐसे इंसान की कहानी है जो अपने जीवन से पूरी तरह से हताश है पूरी तरह से निराश है तो निर्मल वर्मा उस कहानी के जरिए एक ऐसे इंसान को आपके सामने लाकर खड़ा कर देते हैं जो जीवन से पूरी तरह से हार चुका है और वह आत्महत्या करना चाहता है और निर्मल वर्मा कहते हैं कि आत्महत्या करने की उसकी उसको क्या जरूरत है जब वो जीवन से हार ही चुका है क्योंकि जो इंसान जीवन से हार चुका है वो तो मरे हुए के ही समान है तो निर्मल वर्मा का जो लेखन है वो अपने आप में ही अनूठा है और जब मैंने इस किताब के बारे में जब इंस्टाग्राम या सोशल मीडिया पे लिखा था तो बहुत लोगों ने मुझे कहा था कि निर्मल वर्मा को पढ़ना मत छोड़ना तो ये ये किताब मेरी सबसे पसंदीदा होगी और निर्मल वर्मा मेरे पसंदीदा लेखकों की फेहरिस्त में शामिल हो गए quite philosophical actually and uh, i would suggest all the listeners that you should check out uh, the regional literature because uh, you know uh, all said and done i mean we love uh, reading the paulo coelhos and rave about them but you know we also have a lot of good regional literature and if we explore it you know you find some gems just like swetha told us that uh, you know such philosophy um you know you won't even find in many western books so yeah just go for it my second book of the list will be the 40 rules of love by elif shafak and i was um you know coming across this book and this turkish writer a lot on social media and from there is uh, where i really came to know about this book the 40 rules of love and i decided that this year i'm really going to read this one and it was a really promising one the book is uh, telling the story of um, uh, rumi uh, back in 13th century when he encountered his spiritual mentor uh, the dervish known as shams of tabriz 
and while this story is going on parallelly there is another narrative as well which is um, telling the story of ella rubinstein who is a 40 years old lady who is very really unhappy with her marriage and things are not really going well in her family and she suddenly takes up a job as a reader for a literary agent and she has to report on a book written by a man called aziz zahara and this man has written a book on sufism and uh, about rumi and uh, the title of this uh, book that uh, he has written is sweet blasphemy and the story goes on that how ella is getting so much attached with the writer of the book uh, which she is uh, reviewing and while her story is going on parallelly the story of rumi is also going on so you shift from uh, 20th century to 13th century and the shift is so smooth it is so phenomenal and it really puts you in a beautiful place while you you are reading this book so if you are into sufism if you like to um explore uh, spiritual content and everything then this is a really interesting book that you should give a try and other than this um the book is also very much um interesting because of the content that is in there about rumi and who doesn't know rumi so it's really beautiful i got to know so much about rumi through this book uh, so much about shams of the breeze and it's definitely a book which you should really give a try women are going crazy for this book i mean i know yeah. so many so many women around me who are just like 40 rules of love 40 rules of love and they can't get beyond that book they have been rereading it so many times so i mean I, if there was a guy who was writing like sufis just for them no wonder they're going crazy after it you know <laughs> and the book provides you with a different kind of an insight on love on relationships on uh, how the world really around you is working and what you should do when you are in confusion how to follow your heart like it's very easy to say that follow your heart but then it is very difficult to really understand what your heart wants and then to follow it so a uh, great pick uh, shubhi thank you so much uh, i the list is pretty eclectic as of now and then i'm back to non fiction <laughs> so uh, so the next pick from me is becoming by michelle obama of course and of course it was so hyped in 2019 i read it in 2020 and uh, i wasn't disappointed because it showed uh, the becoming actually because we don't know much about michelle what she was doing while she was growing up so it show, it has shown the humble upbringing why these the couple is so down to earth and you know the entire especially uh, the part where they meet so i would like to narrate a little uh, from the book uh, where they meet for the first time so it is mentioned on page number 97 it was another 10 minutes before he checked in at the reception area on a floor and i walked out to meet him finding him seated on a couch one barack obama 
dressed in a dark suit and still a little damp from the rain. He grinned sheepishly and apologized for his lateness as he shook my hand. He had a wide smile and was taller and thinner than I'd imagined he'd be. A man who was clearly not much of an eater, who also looked fully unaccustomed to wearing business clothes. If he knew he was arri arriving with a whiz kid reputation, it didn't show. As I walked him through the corridors to my office, introducing him to the cushy uh, mundanities of corporate law, showing him the word processing center and the coffee machine, explaining our system for tracking billable hours, he was quiet and deferential, listening attentively. After about 20 minutes, I delivered him to the senior partner would be his actual supervisor for the summer and went back to my desk. So this is the first meeting where uh, the, the greenhorn uh, Barack Obama has just come in to the same, to the law firm where Michelle Obama is already working. And then they meet and they, they date. And the, even the dating part is so sweet. And it, it evolves. It wasn't like, you know, it just happened that they got together. And so that part was pretty interesting. And I loved it, actually. So this is the, so cute. Yeah, it was it, it was quite something because you know the part we are mostly aware about their political uh, uh, life and uh, to know more about them, what kind of people they are, what are their ethics, their values, and why are those values like that? Growing up uh, from you know humble upbringing and you know it it it's a complete life lesson to be honest. So. I would recommend this. And of course, I'm looking forward to uh, Barack Obama's uh, A Promised Land uh, next year. Oh, it's already launched, but I haven't read it. So I might read it next year. <laughs> so yeah, so that's from me. We'll go into a break and uh, be right back to the Book Nerds podcast. Hello, Book Nerds. Welcome back to the Book Nerds podcast. And... Uh, Let's go to Vidushi for, uh, yeah, drum roll. The top book of the year for Vidushi. Yeah, ooh, if I had drums, I would play them, but I also don't know how to play drums. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, as I stated before, it if it was any other time, Animal Farm would have been my favorite book of the year. But because 2020 was such a piece of work, reading about how crappy our world is, it wasn't really the best thing that I had ever decided to do. But A Coat of Thorns and Roses, on the other hand, was just the perfect getaway fantasy land I wanted to escape into this year. Like, all my escapism, it was all bunched together because of how crappy this year was. And I just put it all into this one fantasy book. The Court of Thorns and Roses is a young adult fantasy novel about a girl who kills a wolf. But the wolf is not a wolf. The wolf is a fairy. And so a beast-like creature takes her away for retribution for killing one of his fairies. Yes, that is the plot. I am not going to explain any further <laughs> because spoilers alert, there are many. <laughs> but... What I'm going to say next is very embarrassing, but I don't really care at this point. So I rate my love for a book in the number of fan fictions I've read about that book. Like for both Harry Potter and Twilight, 
I I have probably read more fan fictions than I've read books in my entire life. Like just I have years and years of fan fiction piled up. Don't don't ask me any further questions on that, please. <laughs> and so I'd be lying if I didn't say that I made an entire Tumblr account just to read the fan fictions of a court of thorns and roses. I am. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious! You did that? Yes, I did wow. it. Yes, I did it. It's the best book for <laughs> this year. I'm not even kidding. So I'll end my ramblings by saying, Tamlin is a tool and face and rocks. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> great, great recommendation, um, Swetha. I think you mentioned that your favorite author was Nirmal Verma, but uh, you want to elaborate on the final book or the top book? मेरी इस साल की सबसे पसंदीदा किताब है वो निर्मल वर्मा की किताब है एक चित्रा सुख और इस किताब को पढ़ने के पीछे एक दिलचस्प सी घटना है मैं आपको बताती हूँ मैंने एक बार अपने Instagram account पे लिखा था कि दुख क्या है दुख को हम कैसे परिभाषित करते हैं तो उस पे किसी ने कमेंट किया कि अगर दुख समझना है तो निर्मल वर्मा की किताब पढ़ना एक चिथड़ा सुख तुम्हें समझ में आएगा कि आखिर दुख क्या है और फिर मैंने ये किताब ऑर्डर की और मैंने पढ़ा और सच बताती हूँ कि इस किताब में जितने भी किरदार हैं चाहे वो ईरा हो डैरी हो हर कोई अपने अपने जीवन में अपने अपने दुखों से जूझ रहा है हमारे आसपास भी असल जीवन में भी इतने सारे लोग होते हैं हमें लगता है कि सब अपने अपने जीवन में बहुत सुखी हैं बहुत खुश हैं हम ही दुखी हैं लेकिन जैसे ही हम किसी एक ऐसे इंसान से मिलते हैं जो हमसे ज्यादा दुखी है तो हमें अपना दुख बहुत छोटा सा मालूम पड़ने लगता है और दुख की गहराई को समझना है तो आपको ये किताब बिल्कुल पढ़नी चाहिए और ये किताब मैं यही रिकमेंड करूंगी कि काफी इतमान से और काफी गहराई से बैठ के पढ़ना पड़ेगा नहीं तो आपको बिल्कुल भी समझ में नहीं आएगा कि जैसे कुछ लोग बोलते हैं कि निर्मल वर्मा क्या लिखते हैं समझ में नहीं आता लेकिन जब आप इतमान से एकांत में बैठकर पढ़ोगे तो आपको लगेगा क्या जादुई लिखा है निर्मल वर्मा ने मैं एक लाइन सुनाती हूँ कि लोग पेड़ नहीं हैं जो एक जगह खड़े रहे और पेड़ भी मुरझा जाते हैं मुझे बरसों पहले पढ़ी एक लाइन याद आती है कि पेड़ भी मुरझा जाते हैं और तब मुझे काफी अजीब लगा कि जंगल भी जरा जाते हैं बूढ़े हो जाते हैं झर जाते हैं तो मैं अगले साल कोशिश करूंगी कि निर्मल वर्मा की सारी किताबें पढ़ू अब तो ये मेरा पसंदीदा शैटर्ड इज Uncustomed Earth, and it's on the top of my list, and it's written by Jhumpa Lahiri. And uh, surprise, surprise, is... <laughs> <laughs> which was already known. <laughs> so yeah, I have read uh, Jhumpa Lahiri before, but this book has really made her one of my favorite authors. So the book is a collection of stories, and my favorite would be of Hema and Kaushik, which is expanding uh, through three stories. So it's a trio, and the stories 
others as well and this one in particular it's very intense very compelling and it, it is talking about life it is talking about death about hope about destiny fate about relationships about food about immigration travel so many elements are there in this book which really makes you intrigued while you are going through the life and experiences that these characters are um, witnessing in their lives the book is filled with wisdom it tells about how the relationships work at some point and how they completely uh, you know fall out of place when you are not able to determine that what went wrong and when the relationships work you feel that it's something a message sent from above that you finally got this love or the support in your life and these stories they are very um you know kind of confusing in a way in a good way actually because you think that you already know that what's going to happen but the end the end is going to leave you completely uh, shocked because that is not what you would have thought before so i would say that this is not a thriller but it's going to keep you on your toes and the book is uh, very uh, you can say amazing in the context that it's talking about the lives of people who have uh, you know migrated uh, to different uh, countries from their native land and what all experiences they are ha- having in a foreign place with everything around them is so new to them so it talks about those uh, experiences of diaspora as well i heard you say food and love and now i want to read this book <laughs> i would really recommend uh, all of the uh, you know listeners that they should definitely read this book not just because it's uh, my favorite in the list but because this book talks about life and who doesn't lo- uh, love to talk about life to know more about life because you know this question that what is love what is life it is something that uh, we are going to spend all our lives finding answers to great so i heard thriller and i just stopped there <laughs> because the <laughs> actually it's not a thriller <laughs> to be honest but yes it's going to keep you on your toes like i said of course so i my pick of the year is a thriller of course uh, and it's called the silent patient by alex michaelides it's mm-hmm. the number one new york times best seller and you know uh, stephen fry uh, says that it is brilliant so i thought okay let's pick it up uh, this year and uh, lee child says uh, smart sophisticated suspense and i would completely agree with lee child because it was a complete surprise for me that uh, an author who is just in his first into his first book could write like that especially a psychological thriller you know it's a very difficult genre to make people um feel eerie via a book uh, if i can call it that so it's the story of uh, alicia and theo wherein alicia berenson uh, shoots gabriel five times gabriel is her husband and uh, then never speaks another word so that's the basic you know plot flashpoint where everything uh, goes uh, 
uh, astray. And then Theo is a forensic uh, psychotherapist and, uh, you know, he's obsessed with this case, you know, he just wants to talk to Alicia and, uh, you know, sort this case out. Uh, of course, Theo has got his own psychological issues. I mean, don't all psychologists have their own, you know, <laughs> skeletons. Uh, so that's happening on another count. The narrative is, uh, you know, shuffles between present and the past. And that's quite uh, intriguing. Uh, the atmosphere in the book is so, like, you can even touch it. It's like that. Uh, and that's why I would recommend this book to everyone. Um, I can't say much more because, you know, I'll be giving a lot of spoilers. Because <laughs> this is a spoiler full book. Uh, Vidushi was Rohan, saying something. Yeah. If you remember, we had an editorial session on this book, like at the start of the year, I believe. Yes, yes. And in April I, or so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was so enthralled when I read this book that I immediately went to my mother and I was like, you need to read this right now. And I didn't even think <laughs> of all the plot points in the book and how <laughs> it's why actually would, why violent. Would you, why would you do that to your mom? Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that because is even, what I was thinking even, about. Even the, <laughs> yeah, because even the simple, I mean, not a simple scene, but when Alicia shoots Gabriel... Uh, that scene itself um, is so gory and you can feel it actually when you're reading it. It is perfectly gross to like read and amazingly written. Like just, it gives me goosebumps that entire book. In fact, my Definitely. my favorite parts came from the community uh, where uh, <laughs> the author describes the community wherein the, uh, I mean the asylum where uh, mm-hmm. Alicia is in. in yeah. So they are having, describing yeah, all the patients. Yes, where they are describing all the patients, and we won't talk in detail, of course. But that <laughs> that part is especially, you know, uh, I could feel so many books in that one scene, and so many movies <laughs> in that one scene that it was completely a mind-boggling experience. With that, uh, we come to an end of our list. So we are going to list all the books that we have discussed and mentioned and picked as our top five reads uh, in the description for all of you to go pick up and read. And then, you know, let us know how you felt uh, the book books were. And uh, of course, uh, we would like to end with looking forward to 2021, although we, we are going to do, do a detailed podcast later on uh, about that. But uh, uh, what do you uh, look forward to, guys, uh, in 2021? Uh, let's start with Vidushi. Peace of mind and a normal year. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. True, true, true. <laughs> I am and, and, yeah. and I want people to stop shaming YA books. I'm so done with that. <laughs> that's not going to stop. Wish for something else. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. Why? I I do get that some of the YA books are not that great to read. But there are a few gems in that category. And we really need to pick out those gems, you know. We need to stop shaming people who read YA. Oh, yes. I, I <laughs> so, uh, A bonus here. I read Tomi Adiyami's uh, uh, 
couple of books the children of blood and bone series oh uh, yes and it was pretty awesome and it's going to be made into a movie also so that's something you guys can pick up let's not get into recommendations now <laughs> it'll get so I, i especially am looking forward to visiting bookstores more often uh, yeah. in 2021 which i could not this year what about we you we would Shubhi? love to see yeah like i would love to see the publishing business and the bookstore business flourishing because they have really been hit hard this year so that will be really amazing to see things getting back on track uh, are we going to see any lit fest this year swetha or it's just going to be virtual i'm not sure about the delhi book fair also yeah i i think uh, uh the, all these sessions in 2021 probably will be um virtual uh, but uh, let's hope that everything gets yeah. better like and already this year yeah many of the festivals they were uh, you know being organized virtually and people were uh, you know getting hold of it and enjoyed them so i think that's going to continue with uh, the major part of 2021 as well it's pretty and hard so, to i mean it's pretty hard to you know follow a lit fest online i mean it's such a pain to be honest yes. because when you actually go to a lit fest it's such an amazing experience and dynamic yeah, experience yeah. i mean this yeah. virtual thing doesn't do justice i mean imagine yeah. having a jlf online it sucks yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i am But really then, really scared that by this time next year i'm going to have to wear spectacles because of how many screens i am staring at the whole time yeah that's also true <laughs> so i think so we should do more audio podcasts rather than anything else so yeah. that we don't have to look at screens uh, so <laughs> with that uh, i would like to say thank you to all of you for joining me on this marathon podcast we discussed a load of books and some it's a great list and uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, reading all these books in 2020 and picking these five books uh, out uh, for this podcast thank you so much and with that uh, of course we'll be back with another podcast episode very soon uh, till then happy reading